Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. On a 2-1, Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Veer leans back. This game is turned upside down. As I'm recording this episode, the results of yesterday's elections are still trickling in. It seems like a lot of people in the states like Arizona have forgotten how to count. But we still have enough results in to see that there was no wave in this election, no red or blue wave. The nation remained split, basically right down the middle. The days of 49 states voting for Ronald Reagan are long gone. I'd suggest that the big divide in our country today is not between red and blue, Republican and Democrat, or even conservative versus liberal. Instead, it is between those who think the world is being turned upside down and those who think the world is being turned right side up. We'll explore this idea and what it means for our country this week on episode 103 of the Liberty Cafe. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and welcome to the Liberty Cafe. It is really a blessing to have you here with me today. I always say that, but I really always mean it. I hope you get something out of being here and listening to what I have to say, and I'm and I know that I'm always blessed knowing that that folks are out there listening and taking part in 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 the fight for liberty that we are all care about. And speaking of taking part in the fight for liberty, go on over to the sponsors of the Liberty Cafe, Texas Scorecard. Go to their website, texasscorecard.com, and and learn about the fight and take up the fight. I know most of you are already doing that, but but going over the website really is a tool that helps us continue on for the fight for liberty here in Texas and around the world. For those of you who have been paying more attention to politics and baseball, that call at the beginning of the episode was of Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros hitting a come-from-behind, go-ahead, three-run homer in Game 6 of the World Series last week. The lead held up. And three innings later, the Astros were World Series champions. I love the call, but for me, when Alvarez hit the home run, the game was not turned upside down, but rather right side up. Because from my perspective, the Astros were clearly the better team that should and were going to win the World Series. So it was just a matter of time, either in Game 6 or Game 7, before the Astros would get on top to stay. Now, I'm probably more confident about that today than I was back then, but I, but I really did truly believe it. Although I understand that not everyone would have that perspective, particularly Philadelphia Phillies fans, but that's the way I saw it. At some point, after I came down from the clouds, after the Astros closed out the World Series, I thought about what the announcer said and realized that it fits pretty well with what is going on in our country today. So as I'm recording this, the country stands split down the middle. The U.S. Senate is tilted 49-48 Republicans with three races too close to call. The House is 206-177 Republican, but no one is declaring victory yet. Whichever way these and many other races go, I suggest that a lot of folks on both sides are going to feel like their world is being turned upside down much like those Philly fans the other day. 
I understand why they feel that way. But this all reminds me of one of Paul's missionary trips described in the book of Acts. So let's go there while I read. Now this is Acts 17, 1 through 6. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollyano, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, and did a great many, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find him, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. As was his wont, when Paul got to Thessalonica, he went to the synagogue and preached Jesus as Lord. And, as usually happened, some people, Jew and Gentile alike, were not happy about that for the simple reason because Jesus, as Lord, turned their worlds upside down. They had been living in a world where they were Lord. They elevated themselves to be as God through, through idol worship, whether it was Jews who worshiped the temple in Jerusalem or Gentiles who worshiped Caesar as Lord. So they became very disoriented and angry as they felt their world tipping over on them. Yet, they had the wrong perspective. What, what they didn't realize was that they had been living in an upside-down world in the first place. And it, it, they'd been going so long at this that they thought this upside-down world was really right-side-up. The world they'd lived in, the world we have all lived in, had been turned upside-down when Adam and Eve rebelled against God in the garden and became subjects of Satan Instead, Satan, not Adam, as God's regent, had become ruler of this world. And what could be more upside down than the good creation that Jesus had spoken into existence being oriented down toward hell rather than upward toward heaven? In fact, though, the world had just recently changed. When Christ had come and committed the scandalous act of dying on the cross. Now he, at that point, was he died and then was resurrected and then went to heaven. At that point, he, and no longer Satan, was enthroned as ruler of this world, seated, by the way, at the right hand of God. The world, once again, was right side up. But it takes most of us a long time to notice such an event. And, and people were, in fact, taking notice and becoming very discombobulated by the whole thing as Paul and others went around proclaiming Christ as Lord. So I'd suggest that's what's going on today. And, and, you know, in the early years of the 20th century, there was this cultural Christianity that helped keep everything in check. 
But to be frank, the church's work of proclaiming Christ as Lord was suffering in many places. And as a result, cultural Christianity continued its erosion. Yet this erosion, this decline, has served for a wake-up call for, for many in the church. And the proclamation of Jesus Christ has been refreshed in the church and out of the church into the culture. So many people in the United States are, are getting the news that Jesus is Lord for really the very first time. And they don't like it any more than did the Jews of Thessalonica. Their world is being turned upside down, and they are taken to the streets to let everyone know how upsetting it is. Now, if, if you've been paying attention, and I think most of y'all have, there are a lot of experts out there, I use my air quotes here, experts out there telling us just how wrong Christians are when it comes to how we view the world. For instance, some experts, I read an article, have recently proclaimed that no, and here's a quote, no U.S.-born black players competing in the World Series for the first time since 1950 underscores what advocates for racial equity in sports say is MLB's decades-long struggle with diversity. Now, maybe if there were no blacks in the World Series, that might be true. I'm not saying it would be, but it might be. But the truth of the matter is that there are a lot of blacks playing in the World Series that just finished. What's happened, though, is that these so-called diversity experts have ignored all the blacks playing in the World Series, like Jordan Alvarez, who just hit that home run, or hit the home run you just listened to, are playing in this World Series. They just happen to be not born in the United States, and most of them happen to be born in Latin America. So these blacks, immigrant blacks, playing in the World Series, for some reason don't count towards the diversity goals of this ex these experts. Here's another example. I, I saw some experts in another article, in a Texas Tribune article, actually, who are claiming that many churches are breaking federal law by having candidates speak to their congregations. It's as if something is wrong with injecting a little faith into politics. And then finally, there's this group of experts out there pushing science-based medicine, and they're claiming that science makes it very clear that men can become women and women could become men. So I, I could go on with this, but I'm just going to stop right there. The, the point is that these experts are people who see the world without Jesus Christ as being right side up. So as they hear that Christ is Lord, as they hear that God created man, male and female, as he heard that God created all of the world, and that all of the world, including civil government, is under God's authority, they lash out, attempting to convince us that their upside-down world is reality. And they are going to continue to do that. We can all rest assured that they are going to continue to do that until, by God's grace, 
if and when he gives them new hearts and eyes to see and love the reality of a right-side-up world with Jesus Christ as Lord. So, I'm working through this kind of stuff all the time myself because, trust me, it can be dispiriting seeing the fighting going on in our culture. Taking part in those fights can be discomforting. But we have to do this because as we work through this and, and look at these fights going on, the, the elections split down the middle, the elections going the wrong way. You know, for, for two years now, we've had Democrats in charge in the United States. For 20 years, we've had Republicans in charge of the state of Texas, many of whom are acting just like Democrats. So this is hard. It's hard stuff. So I'm not trying to say that it's not. But I just want to encourage myself and all of us as Christians to find this comfort, the comfort that we have in knowing that Jesus Christ is Lord. As I said, it's not easy to bear all this at times. But I really do believe that as we see these battles taking place, as we take part in these battles, and as we see these battles at the polling places and sometimes in the street, we can just rest assured that God is turning the world right side up. And thus, I suggest, just find the peace and the strength we need to endure the battles heading our way. Well, thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Liberty Cafe. And thanks once again to our sponsor, Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.